wants to jump. 1,000 cars. Sir, you have a 1,000 cars. I don't think I'd attempt to try this stunt. Or we, we owe this horsepower to Uncle Sam. <laughs> Too many cars. Car. You know, roses would be... Uh... Like, I put my beer belly on it. Yeah. And you can't immediately tell somebody how many cars you have. You'll really give those uppity yuppies something to think about. Stay on the bar. Don't go yeah. off the bar with your Bronco. 1980 Volvo horns, what's right? Like, me, me. Yeah, the man's coolant. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I thought it'd be small. It's for a small car. And I'm like, yeah, but it's, it's still an automatic transmission. They're never going to be light. It's definitely going to have to crash. Starting off with Brad buying another car. That's the West. <laughs> Internet. You know, is this a Nigerian oil print? Uh, I also wish you drove a tan Camry. Anyways, anyway, that, that's har- a horrible, very horrible podcast content. Very inside joke. Welcome back to another episode of Auto Off Topic. Hello, Brad. Um, good evening, Andrew. I think we're going to be way off topic tonight because uh, I don't think either of us did much car stuff this week. Well, I talked about it on last week's episode that I was going to a track day, and I did. Okay. Most excellent. Uh, so, so I did the first one of the season for me. And uh, I did Lime Rock Park, which is a super cool place. And it's not your first time doing Lime Rock, correct? No, I did it back in 2021. It was the last okay. time I got there. And then Galat last time, though, right? Nope, G20. Oh, so G20's been there twice. Yep. And then I wasn't... Um, I apparently, when Track Night opened up their scheduling, apparently scheduled one for tomorrow, but... For some reason, even though I was pretty good about putting everything on the calendar, completely forgot to put it on the calendar, completely forgot that it was tomorrow, and double booked myself. So, oh, not going to do that one tomorrow. So, I take it that the other thing you booked is more important than a track day. Yeah, I, I, it's a, a work meeting stuff. So, I didn't oh. normally on a Friday afternoon, yeah, I'd be pretty open and I would just, you know, yeah. Meander on up over. early. Yeah. Because it's only at uh, New Hampshire Motor Speedway. So maybe you can like... reschedule the meeting. You can use some of that that hefty pull you have over at that company and uh, reschedule the meeting to fit your day. I can't because we're it's a special thing that we're doing. Oh, okay. That's fine. But that's fine. anyway. That's I, okay. I, we, we all make sacrifices for the thing that helps pay for cars. Well, I actually I don't know why. I don't even know how I completely forgot about it because I had already like I looked and the thing was like the transaction was in March, which means I had already booked my uh, Nürburgring stuff. And I don't know. I I guess like my plan usually for track days, I do like one a month and then not realizing that uh, there's a week between this one, this last one, which was in April and the next one, which is in May. So yes, they're in two different months, but they're only a week apart. Yeah, yeah it's fun. They, they, they could be two different months and be minutes apart if you timed it right. So yeah, I guess that, that can happen. <laughs> but usually they're like, I don't know, they're just kind of spread out further. And I just didn't, I, I don't know why. I just donkey brains. Like looking at April 26th, I'm like, yeah, May 5th is far away from that. Sure. So far away. <laughs> 
It feels that's, like it. That's at least 20 five, days away. The number five is 21 days before the number 26. So I <laughs> exactly. guess the inverse <laughs> must also automatically be true. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, there's a month between them, math. right? <laughs> yeah, math brain. I get it. It's fine. But so you're not going I, tomorrow. So instead no, of talking about tomorrow's but, track day, why don't you talk about well, last week's track day? Well, I had I had scheduled one for May. But at the end of the month, so uh, that was at Palmer because I'd never been to Palmer. Or two in May. Yeah, I made the mistake, but so I only wanted to probably, do one. That's probably really your mistake is you booked two in the same month and didn't yeah. even think about it. So uh, I've they were done an HMS a bunch of times. Uh, if you do it before noontime, it's no big deal. Uh, and then I didn't. But then apparently they were at the SCCA email and they're like, oh, since you, this is only the first time you've done, ever done it late, we'll still give you a refund or actually oh, nice. give you a credit and you just use it for the next one. Okay. So you're not losing anything other than just no. not doing it tomorrow. Oh, no, cool, they, they're actually really cool about it. This happened when we were, I was out there for a month. I had to cancel two of them. They just gave me credits yep. and I used nice. I, the, my, these first two track days actually were paid for by the credits for the ones that I didn't do last year. So, okay. So that's pretty cool. I'll just roll this into the next one. Yep. That's pretty fair. I dig it. No big deal. Very cool. Yeah. So Lime Rock was, yeah. (laughs) Lime Rock was really cool. Uh, It was pouring rain. Uh, Our buddy Joe went out there with me. He's got a, is that a 19? I can never remember the year of that car. Uh, Yeah. 19 Uh, or 20. Yeah. 19. ZL1. I can't. I can't even get the model. I kept asking him the model. I'm like, I don't even understand all these model codes. So it's an SS with a ZL1 package. Yes. ZL1. But then there's like, but then there's another package that is basically the same, except it adds the supercharger. And one of those was there. That's a one LE, I think. Yeah. And there's, and it adds like dive planes and like a spoiler. So like the ZL1 and 1LE like in my brain are really hard to keep separated. Separate. In fact, I don't even know that we're right. Like we could be wrong. We're pretty we, sure we've never, is a, a ZL1. We've never pretended to be super huge enthusiasts about new cars. So Well, I don't know. Uh, they're like 1LE adjustments. 1LE is the track like package well it's hard because it's they didn't they didn't really used to do that until like i think oh i guess i guess gm always kind of did that with performance versions well they always have i mean go back back to the first camaro and you know the performance package the z28 which where all these things come from is just the internal product office production code it didn't mean anything and that's the same way it's always been like there's been a one okay. le camaro since i think definitely fourth gen maybe even late third gen and it was always like a handling package so it looks like you are correct though the one le is the supercharged um 6.2 liter whereas the yeah. other one we were talking about is not that's a naturally aspirated car still incredibly fast yeah it doesn't even matter like, in fact, the two of them, we were all in the intermediate run group. The two of them ended up running together, and they were basically running the same time. Right. Right. So, Which is driver skill, probably, because obviously his car is not as fast as the one elite car. 
in, on the straight, but yeah, doesn't matter in the corner. Same car. <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. Did he uh, embarrass you on the straightaways with his car? A couple times, yeah. Yeah. We have video of him passing me. It's like driving. Past I mean, you still. you slow down a little bit when you give somebody a point by because the passing zones are kind of short at Lime Rock. Okay. You only, you've only got uh, that short little when you come up the back hill yep. to the, the next right hand corner. And that's not, not a long straightaway. No, not at all. Uh, and then you can only do it basically from the being a pit, en- pit entrance to just about pit exit. Okay. Straight. Sam Posey straight, which is not that long either. No. Yeah, it's not a huge drag. What is it, a mile around? Mile and a half. Mile and a half. Okay. It's a good track. I mean, I from my video game experience, I like it. I'd love yeah. to actually have a car there, but I don't live close enough there anymore, so I can't. It's fine. I don't live close enough there. That's <laughs> kind of annoying. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I mean, we'll, we were talking about this, me and Joe. We are lucky. We do live generally pretty close to a bunch of really nice racetracks. Yep. Like they're all within. Lime Rock is the furthest, but everything is less than two hours. Sure. I'm glad Joe got the car out on track because uh, I know that's the main reason he bought that car. So, yeah, good to see it get used. It was interesting. You add an extra quart of oil if you're going to track it. Like that's what it tells you to do in the owner's huh. manual. Which just for like lateral g forces. Yeah, maybe. How many quarts of oil do you think that car takes? Oh, uh, seven. Uh, with the extra, it was 11. Wow. Yeah. And that's obviously not anything like a fancy dry sump or anything. I don't think so. That's crazy. It's a lot of oil. Yeah. Yeah. That's more than my diesel 6.6 liter Chevy truck took. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of oil. Mm -hmm. It must have like a really big oil cooler. I think it does. Yeah, I think it's got like a lot of extra stuff. Four and a half quart oil cooler. <laughs> it might. I mean, that's a that's a legit way to cool an engine is with an oil cooler. So yeah, no, that's a that is a lot of oil. That's that's an impressive number of oil, number of quarts of oil. That's that's more than two jugs. Hmm. Wow. But I had fun in the G twenty. Uh, it's a momentum car. I was really reeling people in through corners. And then sometimes they'd be in a fast car that let you go by. Other times they'd be annoying and just go fast and then go slow. And you're like, man, if you would just let me go by you real quick, I'd get away from you in the corner here. And then I kind of wouldn't let you catch me in the straight or pass me. Right. And then I'd just eventually get away from you. Yeah, because that track is mostly corners. Like you said, there's not a lot of long straights. There's no. a little short shoot, like after the S curves, and then there's the short uphill and the short downhill and the main straight, and that's really it. The rest of the time. You know, and I'm right. running intermediate. I mean, I was catching, there was minis. There was a Evo 9. I would catch through the corners. There's 911 that was driving kind of slow. <laughs> Yeah, well, driver skill is a big part of it, too, and experience. You've done a bunch of them. You know the car, and it just becomes 
it doesn't matter how much horsepower you have when it's mostly turns. So, and oh. you know, my experience obviously with Lime Rock is all on you know virtual video games, but I know that the difference <laughs> that it sure does. But the difference in speed in the corners between like you know talking about Forza, like a B class car and an E class car or a D class car, the cornering speed isn't much different. So yeah, this would be cornering then. G20 would definitely be a C-class car. I was going to say either a high D or a low C. Yeah. Because usually yeah, they maybe get a high C-class. D, maybe a, needs more horsepower. I think probably a C because the tires and the suspension. Yeah, maybe. I would say at least at least a high D. But I think the horsepower would keep it down to like a C. I get a header though. A high D How many C. points is that? It's like three or four. You're good. Actually, it depends on the engines more than that. I haven't played Forza in uh, quite some time, so I don't really know. But it would be I, you should... Actually, the last time I was there, it was the stock exhaust. Like, it hadn't blown up yet. Right. So I think, yeah, because I, I can look at the video. I've got video. I was only hitting, like, 90 miles an hour. That header and exhaust was good for, like, 20 miles an hour. Really? Yeah, well, plus I had better tires too, but so maybe I can carry more speed through the going into the front straight. Sure. But I I hit like 110. That's impressive. That's only like yeah. 10 miles an hour under like maximum velocity. That's pretty good. I mean, it's kind of optimistic 140 mile an hour speedo. I I, I figure the car's probably good for about 120. Yeah, it's a similar power output to like the old Mirage, right? No, it's 150. Is it that high? It's like 148 okay. factory, so. Maybe it's a little that, faster. I guess it all depends that on that. But the Mirage, the Mirage was good for a uh, uh, theoretical, I'll say, 115. So. Yeah. It'd probably be better, faster than that, I'd, I'd assume. You, it, you can definitely feel the header uh, in the upper power band. Like, that's where it definitely... You can okay. legitimately feel the difference. Is there a Nissan Primera in Forza? There must be, right? There is not. Oh, that's that's annoying. I was going to say, we could build the car in Forza with your exact mods and see what it actually comes out to. No. That'd be interesting. There probably is one in Gran Turismo, but Lime Rock is not in Gran Turismo. Right. Well, thankfully, you don't need it because you have the real thing. <laughs> true i'm surprised there's no primera in in forza that's weird especially with the what's really surprising in forza i mean it came out in 2017 so maybe not but there's no mark 7 gti it's golf r yep and the reason why i say that is because i wanted to drive a mark 7 gti because that's what i rented on the oh, nurburgring okay i yeah. guess the golf r would give you a similar well i I found like a modern Clio, whatever type R, whatever the hell the Clios are called. Something similar just did like a hatchback. Yeah, and just did like a Nurburgring tune on it that somebody had. Um, it seemed to be pretty good. Which I got to do some more of those laps to kind of get used to it. Yeah, I'm quite envious of that day too. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was, um, that was super fun. And hopefully when I go to do Palmer, 
So a track night in America event is three 20 minute sessions and you know, you get a discount being an SCCA member. Usually there's some sort of discount coupon from like this past month. April was sponsored by Haggerty. This month, the email said it's sponsored by the SCCA. So like if you joined, plus they'll give you a coupon. So you end up with like 40 bucks off of entry. Uh, Lime Rock's the most expensive one to do around here. So I think even with discounts, it was like 220 for an hour of seat time. That's not bad. That's pretty good. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, if you do like Thompson, they're like 150 bucks, 140 bucks. It's a lot cheaper because it's just Thompson. And the same for NHMS. It's less. That might be a little bit more. Maybe it's 160. Um, and then, so the reason why I said that it's three 20 minute sessions, I'm doing, I haven't run with them yet. I'm doing the, the mass tuning track fest group, which is supposedly okay. everybody says is pretty good that I've talked to because it, you know, costs money, keeps the jokers out. Uh, they're doing that at Palmer. It's on a Saturday, seven 20 minute sessions Whoa. for like, it was like <laughs> 250 bucks. That's not bad. That's a lot of time. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, I don't even do all seven because I'm like too tired. Like they're like, I'm too tired yeah. after like five. Yeah. Having done like go-kart days, I understand that completely. I get so, tired. Like at the end of three, I'm like, all right, let's, I'll, I'll like, you know, you kind of look at your, the time you went out and you're like, all right, it's been 10 minutes here. I'll, instead of going like, you know, eight or nine tenths, I'll go like seven tenths, just kind of chill. I'll still drive mm-hmm. fast, but not like super fast. Not super fast, yeah. Because that's like, it's like my rule with skiing. That's what it gets you. It's like the last run. You're like, yeah, I'm just going to do one more run. And then you're off into the trees. Yeah, because you're too tired, too, too mentally yeah. drained on top of being actually drained. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I have to get out to Arizona Motorsports Park here. It's It's a half hour from my house. So. I should go do it. I just haven't done it yet. They do. I don't know if they do track night in America there, but I know they do different track events there. So that's at the uh, Litchfield Park, Litch, uh, Arizona Motorsports Park in Litchfield Park, Arizona. So I have to, I have to get out there and do it because, like I said, it's a half hour from the house, so it just makes sense. Well, what's interesting, um, apparently, too, that New England region because we have like the most tracks. We have the most track night in America events. Okay. So just so an interesting looking, fact we learned. I'm looking right now and it looks like they have pro autosports track days and Excel track days. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know anything about either of those things, but I should just do it. They're all generally pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they're all pretty similar. And like I've said, so I mean, there's risk, right? But pretty much when you're at an open track day, everybody's driving a car that they like. So nobody's going to intentionally make contact. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's basically like there's like, and the woman that is the head of the SCCA that was giving her a speech, Kathy, 
not different Kathy than Rally Kathy. This is the other right. Kathy in New England, <laughs> New England region SCCA. This pavement Kathy versus um, dirt Kathy. Yeah. Uh, but she's like, yeah, you know, it's like the point by it's like a social contract there to like let somebody go by. Like you're not everybody wants to keep their car nice. So just she's like, it's two movements. Arm out the window, foot off the throttle. And, you know, okay. if everybody's like, you generally just etiquette, watch your mirrors, try to let people pass. Because um, otherwise people get annoyed with you and it's just kind of like, come on, just let just let people go by because they end up with like a freight train of cars behind you. Which you don't want, obviously. You want people to be annoyed at you, just like being in traffic, like move out of the way of yeah. your cars. Like it's very, yeah, it's very simple. And the thing when you're doing point buys. So a lot of times I'd get on the straight and I could see like there was two or three, you know, Camaros in the run group. Those guys are running together because they're fast. I can, you know, I'm doing the mental math here. I'm like, all right, we're coming up to the, the passing area. So I'm just kind of like, I might as well let these guys go. I don't want to go all the way down the straight and then have to do another lap. Like it's annoying. Right. So, and then when you, so you point for every car that's behind you just as an acknowledgement so that the car that's right behind you, you point, then you can bring your hand back in, let them go by. Then you can point the other guy and you just keep doing that. Cause that's like the cue that you're acknowledging that you see them. Okay. So that's a little track day tip. So just like put your finger up. Just, just like, you know, make a, you know, gun symbol in your hand or whatever. Come by. Two fingers. I'm going to show you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm into it. So, yeah, I'm looking at the website right now for Pro Autosports. They have a bunch of events here in Arizona. So I need to uh, figure it out, I guess. Well, yeah, so that was cool. And then... I $140 a day for streetcars. There you go. And you can have passengers. Interesting. Huh? Interesting. Passengers allowed in street groups only must have a helmet and pay weekend passenger fee. Hmm. Oh, I used my Hans. That was interesting. Oh yeah. That was new for this event. Yeah. uh, I had to get used to, you know, because obviously it needs to limit how far your head and neck can move. So it's, but if it's too loose, it's not going to work. But if it's too tight, it's like too annoying. So it kind of had it adjusted, I think, correctly. It was enough that I could turn my head to check mirrors comfortably. But like, if you like had to look over your shoulder or something, you would have to turn like at the waist. But I think that's set up right. I don't think you need to move that much anyway if you're only driving forward. You're not trying to back the car up somewhere, right? No, no. And um, you don't want it to be super loose because that kind of defeats the purpose of it. Defeats the purpose of it? Yeah, exactly. But it it wasn't uncomfortable. It was just funny because when you're wearing it, like it almost felt like I didn't have the three-point belt on. A couple times I'm like, oh, do I have the... I had to like check because it just gives you a different... It's like a chest harness so it gives you a little different feeling of where okay. there's belts 
And where does it mount to in the car? It doesn't mount to anything. It mounts to my body. So it basically keeps your head in line with your shoulders. So it's a uh, like a chest harness that goes over like your pectorals and buckles in the front. And then it has a stiff like carbon fiber spine part. Okay. So imagine, you know what the regular Hans looks like where it's just like a, sure. a U That's that goes a around your shoulder. Kind of yeah. Yeah. So it's basically it's that except it goes down about midway down your back. And so it, it looks, looks like, like a deflated what... life vest. Yeah, sort of. And it looks like what, but it doesn't. So on this one, the uh, things don't come down the front as far. Okay. Like on another, on a traditional one. All it needs to do is keep, is keep your head in line with your shoulders, basically. So your head can't move further than it's yes. supposed to. And the back of it looks like when you see a guy wearing motorcycle leathers and he's got that bump in the back, the humpback. That's what it looks like. Okay. Yeah. But it's not, but it's somehow it's somehow it's flat enough that when you sit in the car, it's comfortable. Yeah. I guess when you think about the way the car seat is like a street car seat, it does come away from your back at the top. Like your lumbar support is where you touch the seat. And then the rest of the seat is not actually touching your back unless you're leaning back on purpose. So I guess that makes sense. That's interesting. Yeah, I was concerned. Some people is it it becoming more common or it's not becoming more common. I mean, it was expensive, but if you're doing enough of these, there is the added risk that you could have it off. So I might as well. No, I mean, it makes sense. You, you, You wear a helmet, you know, not to save yourself in a crash. You wear a helmet to, you know, to crash. So you might as well prepare, you prepare for the crash. They say, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I watched try to crash, at, but prepare at, for crash. At Thompson, uh, a person came around the corner and another car had spun. And before that car could get out of the way, they T-boned him. It wasn't yeah, super hard, but it was hard enough that they were in a car with a cage and they were wearing a Han, so it wasn't a, a big deal. Right. But except uh, Joe and I were talking about this when you when you're at Lime Rock, you come around the corner and you go up the uphill, you cannot see it over the top of the hill. And you get light over the hill. So if somebody got light and spun, you're going to go right into it. You wouldn't know they were there. Yeah. No. Interesting. Now, what would you say? Were other people wearing them in streetcars? Not this one. It's not common to have. I know people that do use them, like Randy Probst uses this model. Because if you're doing a lot of test driving of cars especially fast streetcars. They don't have cages or harnesses. Yeah. This is the and only one know. that's rated to work with a three point. Streetcars are too fast now. So yeah, like a, a modern streetcar is significantly faster than the cars. Randy Popes was driving when he started his career. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't like it, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Give me slow old garbage. I'm so much happier. But yeah, I, I definitely want to try one of these. And while I've been sitting here talking about it, I have been looking at a couple of things. So I just need to figure out what car to use and just need to start doing it. Well, uh, I had that day off and I had a claim ticket for a package and I couldn't remember what it was or where I ordered it from. Uh, and I was like, and like I was home the day it showed up, but I wasn't expecting it. So I was downstairs in the office and I didn't go up when the guy rang the doorbell. Cause I was expecting another package that just got left 
actually, I actually kind of get annoyed when signatures are required. Yeah, so super annoying. anyway, I, I went to the post office in that morning to grab it. I got back to the house and I was like, what is this? Totally forgot. I had ordered from Kinjiro uh, Shinzuka, the Mitsubishi driver from the 90s who raced in the Ivory Coast. He's one of the best performing Japanese drivers in WRC because he won he won one of the Africa races. Okay. Um, in, in the Galant. He also did Dakar too, didn't he? Oh, a bunch of times. Yeah. So the guy's in his 70s now. And he was trying to raise money to go race in the Africa Eco Race, which is basically the spiritual descendant of Dakar in Africa. Okay. Um, and I think something happened. Maybe he got COVID or something right before the race. Because the, the they do the race happened. like... Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. This was this year. Uh, and they, they do the race maybe after Dakar or before. I forget. Uh, it's Definitely not, either after I, or before. Yes. Well, I, I follow it on Instagram, but it's not as well publicized as Dakar, even though it's basically the old version. Um, but anyway, there's some something happened and he wasn't able to attend, but they still sent me the swag bag that I bought uh, to support him which was only like maybe it was like 150 bucks or something because it came with a t-shirt and a 143rd of his 92 Piero. Like an, yeah, I saw that. I was like, uh, I should have ordered that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) With all his like branding on the box, which is cool. Yeah. And then the really cool thing is that, and I, I don't know, I didn't expect it was, uh, he sent, uh, a piece of paper with like, they must have like a stamp with like this logo mana. It's like stamped. Uh, and then it's got some other Japanese writing on it and the races, but then his signature in ink on it, which is really cool. Yeah, that's very cool. So I got, I'm not a signature guy, for... but I, sometimes it's cool when you get one. It's cool. Like, Cause yeah. he raced a gallant, right? Yeah. For me. Sure. Sure. So we, I listen, gotta, we all it, have our reasons for liking people we like. It's, Kind of like why I, you know, obsess over that rally driver from the 60s and 70s, the Flying Seek, because he was the yeah. guy who put Colt Lancers on the map after he won, you know, the East Africa rallies and all that stuff in, in Lancer and Colts. So I get it. So I got to get a, um, I got to get a frame for it. Yeah, for sure. It's pretty cool. For sure. I got to see if and I can I was gonna take like some pictures of it and like, Tag him on Instagram with the with the glant. Yeah, that'd be cool. I like it. Uh, I don't have a glant anymore, so I guess I don't need that. But I do. Uh, no, I guess I do not. I guess <laughs> I do want the diecast at least. <laughs> yeah, I, I wished I had bought it. It would make a cool addition to my, uh, for lack of a better word, shrine of Mitsubishi's in my spare bedroom. So. Mm-hmm. Which I'm recording right next to and looking at where I would put it right now if I had that 143rd diecast. <laughs> I wonder if they make that. They must. They must sell it outside of that as well. You must be able just to buy it. I don't have any diecasts of that era Dakar vehicle. I have a few of the early, you know, boxy Pajero, but none it's of the, the later ones. Two thirteen. So. Is the number on it? 
Yep. I'll have to look for it. Like I said, I don't have any of that generation I have earlier and later. None of those kind of boxy, right. crazy, crazy, like full, rub, full rally ones. I'm trying to look at my shelf over here. I don't know if I've got the Ivory Coast Hasgawa kit. Huh. I guess you need to buy another model car, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, it might not be available right now. I'll have to look. They do re-release them every now and then. Yeah, I've got like cool five different variants of it now. Well, yeah, they it has all the extra Monte lights Carlo. on it and stuff. Okay, that's true too. Like, yeah, I think I have Thousand Lakes Monte Carlo Sweden. Uh, I've got the Advan one, the Shell one. Uh, I've got another one coming too. They they keep doing like variants of it, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I only have two of the red, white, and blue livery ones, or red, green, and blue livery ones. So one I think is Mo- Sweden. I think I have for sure, and maybe they did Monte Carlo. It's the same box, Monte Carlo Sweden. Uh, is it? I don't have two, and they're two different boxes, so I'm not sure what they are, but I do have them. I get back into building models. It's been since a while since I did the last one, unfortunately. So I built those two Corollas and was all gung ho, and I haven't touched any since. So unfortunately, it's uh, just been busy. So anyway, anything else going on in uh, Massachusetts, Andrew? Uh, no. Nope. 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 That was it. Excellent. Any events coming up? Well, the event I'm going to miss tomorrow. Other than uh, the one you're going to miss? There's uh, the other podcast up here, Revival Motorings, doing one of their donut meets Sunday. Oh, okay. Those are always good. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to take the um, Q45 down. Need to exercise that a bit. Put a for sale sign on it? Oh, yeah, Maybe. You should. Maybe not even like a typical for sale sign, but something like more subtle, maybe. Like, I don't know. Who do we do? They can print some print some letters out for you, put on the window for sale. That would be kind Get of the, a... the used car lot ones. Yeah. No, I mean just like a vinyl cutout of like the word for sale and put it at the top of the windshield or something. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I feel like that crowd would be somewhere kind of take some pictures it, of it. So. Yeah, you get it out anyway. You might as well. Well, that'd be cool. So if any listeners are in the area and want to go down on Sunday to that event, they can uh, see Andrew there. And he probably won't bring stickers because he always forgets, but you can ask him. And uh, you can give them to him. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, a listener, Joel, was at Lime Rock. Uh, we're friends on Instagram. I don't remember your last name. Don't. But, and, I, and I forgot... Well, I didn't bring any stickers because I, I just wasn't expecting to meet any listeners, so I didn't have any. But okay. uh, I'll throw them in the car, and I know he had a couple of buddies there running track nights, uh, the track night event. So, you know, if Joel, if you're at another track night and I'm there, I'll, I'll try to have stickers for you. Do you remember his Instagram name? Uh, I don't off the top of my head. I just put you on the spot. I think, did he comment on your page maybe? He did. Yeah, I think I think we should probably at least remember his Instagram name here. I don't think I've ever met Joel, have I? I don't think so. I don't think so. If I can get into my phone. Okay, this is riveting podcasting. 
Absolutely fantastic. Jay Brownsy. Thanks. You got so it. Joel Brownsy. J-B-R-O-W-N-S-E-Y is his Instagram name. Oh, it's private. So there you go. Probably didn't even want us putting it out there. Sorry, Joel. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's cool. It's cool to meet people in, in places that are automotive related, of course, or anywhere, but it's always neat to meet new people like that. So yeah, carry stickers on you. I have them in my wallet, Andrew. It's probably a good move. Just put a couple in there. Okay. Just in case. Just in case. You never know. You never know when the people might strike. So I've met people at random places. You never know. So yeah, I have not done a ton of car stuff this week. Um, for those that don't know, I started a new job and it got pretty crazy pretty quick. And I've been putting in a ton of hours, unfortunately. So I haven't been around much to work on cars. I think I have one minor update. It's actually kind of a major update. I just didn't do it. I think I talked about dropping the engine off at the machine shop for the Mustang. Yeah, we talked about it. So I got it back. Yep, we talked about that too, and they didn't charge you. Did we? Yep. Well, how would how would I know about it? Because I talked to you off the podcast? <laughs> no, we talked about it on the podcast. Huh. Yeah. Believe it or not. All right. All right. Well, I won't talk about it again. I feel like that was after the podcast, but nope. I guess I'm not. I guess I'm incorrect. So, um, yeah. So the motor's back. Uh, we ordered a gasket set so we can put it back together and uh, stay tuned. That shouldn't be too long from now. So, but that's the only update, which is not an update, Gordon Andrews. So I won't bore you all with the same story again. I haven't really done much else um, other than I did go to an event. We had the last, because obviously, you know, seasons are opposite out here. Like we drive <laughs> yeah. our cars less in the Ooh. summertime than the winter. Oh, my time. car season's over. My car season's over. My car season's over. It's May. Listen, Andrew, uh, <laughs> I'm not actually crying about it because car season's not over. It's just some of the events stop. I'm still going to go do things because I don't care when it's 110 degrees. I enjoy it. Uh, and also living out here, I have become a adept mechanic at fixing air conditioning. So I have multiple cars with working air conditioning, so I'm not worried about it. I can go to events. So, but the last official Kyosha Club show of the year was this past week, and it was combined with the Arizona Classic Japanese Car Club event. And now these both say club, but neither of them are actually a club. It's just the name of the you know organizer of the events. So, you know, we're not big club guys here, but these aren't clubs, so it's cool. So Kyosha Club is pre-2005 Japanese and European cars. I think Perfect. I talked about the talked about the event before. Yeah. But the problem is in the past few events have been pretty good, but they've been spoiled by people with cars that don't fit the theme showing up. Ah. So pre-05 is a pretty big range of cars that's from the beginning of cars until 2005 right and people with newer g35s and you know uh 370z's and uh mostly the problem is the bmw folk is it edwin's is that what it was no edgar's no it's not even <laughs> edgar's. <the> edgar's. <laughs> edgar's is the g35 owners it's not even them it's the uh it's the bmw crowd and to a lesser extent the mercedes crowd of the modern era stuff. We actually haven't had a big issue with the 
Camp Chow Stang crowd, which is the Camaro Challenger Mustang crowd. It's been mostly BMWs and Mercedes that just show up and think they belong there, and they don't. The show is advertised as Japanese and European. So Actually, you're right. It is up. advertised as that. But, I mean, they're thinking outside theme, and they're showing up much later than 05. Like, a two-year-old M3 doesn't belong there. So, for this last event, they organized it with two the two groups together. So, the Arizona Classic Japanese and Kyushu Club. And they went to High Street, which is a uh, one of those like all in one living, shopping, working districts. Yeah, the fake downtown. The fake downtowns. Hey, but we ruined we, cities, but we yeah. made a new city. We made a new city outside of a city. Don't worry about it. But it makes for cool photo backdrops for cars anyway. And pre 10 a.m. on a Sunday, it's pretty dead there. Now, normally, this is the same location where they do on the first Saturday. They do an event which mostly attracts like mostly supercars. I took you there when yeah. you were here and you were like, man, <laughs> it's like supercars. And I was like, yeah, no, I agree, but I wanted you to experience it. I don't normally go to it, but here we are. Uh, it's also only like 20 minutes from my house, so it's cool to have a good event there. So it's the same location, but they did it on the final Sunday of the month. They were limited to half of the space that the big event is. Uh, and then on top of that, they limited entries to 111 cars. And they curated parking where they were going to park and they put people in certain spots and it was pretty cool. So perfect. Yeah, it worked out so well. Um, it I, I, I can't even complain. There's nothing to complain about. There was everything there from a gullwing Mercedes, which doesn't sound like it fits the theme, but it does up to, you know, a 2005, probably 2005 M3, which is fine because it fits the theme. So the majority of stuff there is mostly 80s and 90s, which is obviously, for lack of a better word, we'll say the Radwood era and the era of cars that we love. Uh, there was a bunch of 70s stuff there, too, because that's also an era of cars that I love. Uh, not much. We earlier just say than retro that. cars. Yeah, retro cars. I like it. Not much earlier than the 70s, except for, like I said, that Mercedes SL, which wasn't even a typical Mercedes SL. It was like, like Rockabilly Hot Rod 53 Chevy style. Like it had no hubcaps, steel wheels that didn't match the car that were like contrasting and they were heavy metal flake wheels. It had like hand painted Mr. Horsepower, you know, bird heads on the fenders. The dashboard was all done in this like intricate pinstriping. It had like a a yellow Lucite shift knob. Like it was it was a rad hot rod SL. And that's just something you don't see ever. So it made it fit the theme a little better. But overall, I mean, looking at the pictures of the show, if I didn't live here and didn't experience this show here, I'd be jealous I wasn't there. It was such a rad event, and it was such a a departure from everything you're used to. You know, there was nothing to complain about. Every car was cool. I, I could just list the cars over and over again that were great, but it's not necessary because the cars are just, it was great. Like I was able to park alongside a certain area where they parked all the Cressidas together. And they were uh, three of the four Cressidas at the event got to park in a row. So there was my blue 79. There was a yellow 77, which I think I've probably should, shown pictures of before. And then there was a an X7, which is like 85 to 80, uh, 88, 85 to 88 body style. Um we all parked in a row. There was one more Cressida in another part of the show. Like, 
it's just it's amazing to think that all these cars exist in this one area and we're all enthusiasts about the same things and it's just it's so cool i i I can't even say enough about it because it was a pre-register show they were able to keep out all of the cars that don't belong because you had to basically prove your car fit the theme to even be allowed in um which is the kind of gatekeeping that i'm here for it's okay because the show is supposed to be for these things and if you show up with something that isn't one of these things you don't belong there period that's i don't even know if it's actually gatekeeping that's just making a plan and sticking to it right but they I mean, also... it's, it's literally gatekeeping because you're not letting someone in yeah but it's not like the bad definition of gatekeeping. <laughs> it's, I, no I, you can't i'm okay know. with gatekeeping andrew that's all there is to it if you, you have, have to a, at some point okay yeah, if, what, look at Lefkaholt. Sure. I portions. wanted to go with my 91 Glant and I couldn't go in. Those yeah. jerks. What a bunch of jerks. <laughs> you're like, I'll even drain the coolant out and it'll be air cooled and I'll fit the theme. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Sometimes sometimes it's necessary to have have an event. Um, dogs are, hey, guys, stop. All of a sudden, dogs are fighting. They've been quiet the whole time sitting right here. Um, I forgot my place. Anyway, yeah, sometimes gatekeeping is necessary. And it's not that gatekeeping... You know what? Forget it. I'm just going to say it. That gatekeeping is fine. I don't care. I want to see what I want to see. And tough luck if you don't have that. So the event was set up for this particular thing. And it was able to fit it. But it was pre-reg. There were 111 cars total. That way, there weren't too many. They They had a coffee truck. And they had a chilaquiles truck. Have you ever had chilaquiles? Maybe I can't think of it. What they are? So essentially, they're nachos. Are they fully loaded nachos? Chilaquiles are fully loaded nachos, essentially, but they're like corn tortillas that they fry and make them into nachos. And then these were breakfast chilaquiles because the event was seven to ten. So then, then they put like scrambled eggs on with cheese and chorizo. And it was just all the other toppings, the pico and everything else. It was just absolutely spectacular food. So they had a chilaquiles truck and they had a coffee truck. And it was just, it was the coolest event I've been to all year. And I am super stoked for next year's events. So going to be into it. I'm going to be as into it as both these dogs (laughs) are to this one ball they're fighting over. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's cool. I'm into it. I, uh, I hope that you get to catch one with me next year. I mean, it was like everything I like about a Radwood show as far as the cars and then more because it was able to get like the 70s stuff in there. And it was just the show for all the stuff that doesn't normally have a show, I guess. So I'm into it. We got to keep it going. Next year's going to be big. And uh, yeah, super stoked. Anyway, but that's it. I haven't done literally anything else except for workout here Andrew and uh that's gotta change because I'm getting burnt out quick yeah um and then NASCAR was rained out so I didn't watch it Sunday and I was working Monday so I didn't watch the race and I don't even know what happened I watched the highlight reel but that was it I didn't actually watch the race either because you know was it a decent race or uh it seemed like it might have been but I don't know I it's I didn't get to watch it uh, I think that Martin Truex won. Yeah, it was Dover. Yes. 
Yeah, Martin's Truex track is a cool one. track. Yeah, it's definitely a cool track. It's a tight track. It's definitely a lot of good racing there. But yeah, I don't know. I didn't see enough. I saw that our least favorite guy crashed, so it's fine. So, it's all yeah, I don't know. There was some controversy over Chastain like bumping some guy. Uh, yeah, Chastain pulled a move that was probably a little aggressive, but that's Chastain. It's fine. <laughs> Dale Earnhardt did it, and everybody loved him. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's NASCAR. I don't know what you want to do. Well, it's NASCAR. It's your favorite driver gets bumped. Whoever bumped him, you hate him. And that's just that's how it's always been. That's <laughs> it's like yeah, just a, a bump and dump. I don't know what you like. Yeah. Yep. I, people are like, oh, make the cars more fragile. And they won't do that. I don't know. That's like, yeah. Cars used to be more fragile and they still did it. So. But also like they didn't have they even had even less contact still. But yeah, I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. doesn't matter what you do. Somebody's going to complain. I was fine with it. Everything was fine. The race went on the way it's supposed to. And there was a winner in the end. And if your guy lost, oh, well, my guy lost too. It's fine. Yep. Well, I don't have much to say about it because I didn't watch it. So no, I didn't. No NASCAR talk this week. Nope. Sorry for our devoted NASCAR fans. You'll have to go to a different NASCAR podcast and hear somebody else who watched it. So. There's some F1 race on. Didn't watch that either. I did watch the IndyCar race. It was at oh. uh, Alabama. Shoot, that's what I should have watched, and I uh, I forgot. You know what it was? Is on. I realized the NASCAR race wasn't on, and then I went and did something else, and then forgot that I had set I my had, mind for the NASCAR race. I like literally sat down with like food and everything to watch the NASCAR race. I was like, "All right, I'm going to sit down and watch this race," and then it was non. So I was like, oh, "I didn't watch the IndyCar race." Plus, I'm going to the Indy 500 at the end of the month, so I'm trying to like get drivers' names straight and who's who. So, so was it uh, an oval or was it a road no, course? Alabama's yeah. a road course. Alabama's a road course, which we need to get to. Um. Really? It has the greatest motorsports museum possibly in the world at it. What what, what race course is this? Alabama? I never heard of it. So it's like it's Skip, is it Skip Barber Motorsports Park? Oh, or, okay. It's, huh. um, no, I feel like I'm wrong. Um, but the, the museum there is literally... Like the, one of the most impressive racing museums ever. Like ever, ever. So good. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it's Barber Motorsports Park, Birmingham, Alabama. Huh. Yeah. If you I think look I up watched... images of that museum, it is, it's absurd. Like it's, it's absurd. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. a, you have to go. I watched uh, the first one at Homestead. And I watched the second one, I think, was at Long Beach. I watched Long Beach. And they were, yeah. and they were good races. Yeah, they, they were. It's it's everything cool about F1 plus actual racing. I yeah, don't know I don't, why it's not more popular. Listen, I don't. A lot of people really like F1. I really, I really tried. I don't understand it, what the appeal is to watch 10 cars, 20 cars. Just driving uh, the line. Go, just drive around. Nobody really passes when one person passes. It's like, whoa, 
the move from fifth to sixth or the sixth to fifth move was like the most impressive thing the whole race. You're like, okay, cool. That sounds terrible. Whereas in IndyCar, there is constant passing the whole race. It's one of the, it's one of the best like motorsports out there. I think as far as open wheel stuff goes. Yeah. If, if someone could explain to me what the appeal of F1 is, I don't, I'm trying. I've tried. Yeah, no, same. We have friends that I was, we we're hanging out with over the weekend, where, and they're not like big car people. Uh, and the, the the dad who's his son's like a week older than uh, uh, Marco was. Um, I was telling him about Lama, and um, he's like, "Oh, he's like, we should go to F1 in Montreal next year." I'm like, okay. It's so it's so expensive. <laughs> I said that. He's like, no. He said Montreal is like still kind of cheap. I was like, okay. I'm going to cut most of that on your end. So, okay, good. Anyway, well, if anybody hears two outros. Done, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, IndyCar is great. You should watch it. Uh, the road courses are especially good. Um, it's, it's really good racing. Uh, interestingly, we didn't even talk about it, but the current big trend in like I guess like Instagram cars is to make your car look like it's in initial D which was kind of neat the first couple times I saw it but now I'm like kind of over it Um, I've only seen the one guy we know locally here that did it was Challenger which is kind of cool because it's like super trolly yeah it's a like it looks good I've seen a bunch of them huge trend there's a guy with a brand new McLaren done up that way um Anyway, I'm tired of seeing them, but I thought it was cool that Acura got in on it and the pace car for Long Beach was a new NSX that had that paint up like that on it. Oh, huh. Yeah, very cool. So anyway, is it a new NSX or not? No longer made NSX. Well, yeah, whatever the most recent NSX is, was the pace car because the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. So anyway, yes, outro time, Andrew. We're there. All right, cool. So. Uh, yeah, follow us on Instagram, Out Off Topic Podcast, Out Off Topic on, pa- on Facebook. Uh, it's Out Off Topic on Twitter. I am on Twitter at Race and Anger. I am also on Instagram at Race and Anger. And Brad, where else can they find us? Uh, they can find us both uh, writing articles a few a week on parkedontheblock.com. You can follow us on Parked on the Block on Instagram, Parked on the Block minus the K on Twitter. And you can find my personal stuff at TSISS350 on Instagram. Oh, and also Scale Autocast on Instagram. We're on there, too. I actually was taking right, pictures cool. last night to put it on there because I've been slacking on that for a while while concentrating on parking the block stuff. So too many Instagrams yeah. for one man to run. I got a bunch of stuff. I keep saying I put stuff on there. But yep. anyway, as always, keep your cars analog. And aim for the roses. Mm-hmm.